What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Progression Project podcast. I am your host, Eric Antonson. And today on the show, we have Kane DeWild, Katie Maui on Instagram. He's back again. Kane, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? Uh, thanks again for uh, coming back on the show. Everybody's always f- super fired up when you come on, and I always get tons of really quality feedback. Uh, so thanks again for taking time to, to, to jump on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, it's been a while, but I'm, I'm sure we'll find some juicy things to talk about, and and hopefully everyone likes it. Yeah. So before we dive in, man, how are you doing? How's the knee? What's going on? Um, yeah, the knee's doing good. Um, I'm about six weeks out from surgery right now, um, seven probably by the time the podcast is up. And it's going great. We're ahead of, ahead of protocol, um, going hard in the PT, and should be back uh, late March, early April. Oh, epic. Epic. What do they have you doing for physical therapy right now? Um, just right now we're, we're mostly doing strengthening. Um, I, early it was like activation and, and, uh, range. And now we kind of, we're kind of in that midpoint of like working on strength, getting all my muscles, uh, to, to support the kneecap. Mm-hmm. And then later we'll be doing more stability, um, impact, that kind of thing. Gotcha. And when you're back, is it a full, you're back or, or is there, there going to be like a year where you have to be somewhat tentative? Um, yeah, not, I'm not, I won't be like fully back, um, pretty much staying off errors for a while. Yeah. Um, basically how, how it works is like that, uh, that ligament that they, or their replacement cadaver ligament, um, is really strong when they put it in and then about it starts dropping off after a month ish. Yeah. And then between actually three and nine months, it's the weakest. So right when I, uh, when I get back in the water, the actual ligaments, the weakest, so you have to make up for that with, uh, you know, quad strength and, and the rest of your leg. Gotcha. Will you use some sort of a knee brace, like um, some sort of, a, you know, fixed knee brace type deal? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, when I asked my surgeon, he said he'd rather me not use a knee brace and just be a little more careful. Um, his point of view is that the the knee brace can kind of substitute for uh, for some, you know, function of your knee and and it doesn't develop and, you know, regain its strength in the right way. Gotcha. That's an interesting one. I would think that for such a dynamic sport of like foiling where you can get weird forces that you're not expecting, it might be good to have one, but then for training, probably not. So maybe, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I just play one on a podcast. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe like around this, around the, uh, seven or eight month mark, I'll start wearing a knee brace and push it a little more. There you go. Um, just to get back into those, those more impact heavy radical maneuvers, Gotcha. but it's going to be a lot of pumping. (laughs) Um, all right, man. So there's a lot of reasons why I wanted to have you back on, but one of them is first podcast, second podcast, when you were on here, maybe just us talking, we were talking about wings and you've always said that like the stealth 175 is your favorite surf wing. And um, I just got my hands on the 200 and it's blown my mind. And I want to understand where that feel comes from because it's the first foil that I have felt to where my knowledge, my, the time I've spent shortboarding has now directly applied 
to foiling. It's like I'm drawing the same lines in the pocket the same way. I'm only about five or six sessions in right now. <laughs> and like every day I'm going out there, I'm doing the best turn I've ever done. And I don't understand why. Can you explain what, what that is? That's going to sound like an infomercial. It's not. Someone's going to design another one and I'll be on that. But it's 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 insane. Yeah, um, that that's a tricky one. Um, it comes down a lot to like tailwing tuning and word placement. But I think what really makes the stealth line and um, also the, the starboard, I think the starboard wave 1300 and 1700 mm-hmm. are a similar wing. Um, what really makes those special is they're actually a, they actually have a slight dihedral, um, which means the tips of the wing are higher up than the center of the wing. Yep. And in airplanes, dihedral kind of does two things. So it uh, it kind of re- it returns to center. So if you roll it over, it'll self-stabilize. Um, and that kind of works on on foil, um, especially if you don't have a flat tail. So you'll notice as you change tail wings on a dihedral wing, your roll stability will change a ton because yeah. your yaw and roll are linked. Um, so when you throw a flat tail wing on, um, dihedral's kind of second function comes into there or comes into effect, I guess, where if you put the wing at an angle to the flow, like on an airplane, if you, if you use the rudder, it'll actually roll the uh, roll the plane over so it'll it puts one wing uh, outside wing at a higher angle of attack than the inside wing and so that that'll give you a really nice loose roll that's linked to your yaw and um, makes a flatter wing a lot looser Um, and yeah somehow that with a with a little bit of self-centering makes makes it feel super surfy yeah. It's interesting how much so I bought it with the 12-inch twin tip. Someone said mm-hmm. the 12-inch tim- tw- twin tip was good on it. And immediately went out, put that on, and I couldn't I couldn't stand it. I hated it. I was like, well, I yeah. was like this is terrible. Like what did I just I've been so excited about this for a long time and I thought it was just so bad. And then I went in and I put on my chopped 13 down carve and it was a little bit better but it still wasn't what i was expecting at all and i've never mm-hmm. liked the flat race stab and i was like well, i'm gonna try it you know because i i liked and my son's 150 i've liked the um flexible flat yeah. stab that i made on that when we tow and so yeah. i went in i put on the flat stab and it was just game changing and also i put it farther <laughs> forward in the box than i put any other foil really okay um, like like really far forward. And I actually want to, the board I'm riding right now, I'm all the way forward and I want to get I'm another, another board I want to try it with to see if that makes it even better because I think I could pump it even better if I could get another half inch forward on it. But why yeah. is the tail wing so important for that uh, dihedral-shaped um, wing? Because it, it, it's, it's the most, it's the biggest difference I've felt um, between tail wings on a foil. Yeah, so... So the di- the main difference between all those tail wings is the the amount of vertical area. So right. if you look at it straight from the side, that projected area and the angle that that area is at affects um, your yaw stability, right? So you'll notice that little twelve inch with the fins acts like a rudder and it keeps you going really straight. Yep. Because on a uh, the yaw and roll are linked on a dihedral wing, um, 
that a, a stiff yaw will keep your roll stiff as well. So as you decrease your yaw, your uh, uh, vertical area in the tail, I guess, mm-hmm. um, your roll will get looser too. So that's why the flat tail wings make such a big difference. Gotcha. Now I only have a chopped 13 flat. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it would be much different if I went up to like a, I think it might actually might be a 12. If I went up to a, a 14 or a 16, I mean, cause I think I'd get some, I, I can't pump the wing very well. I can pump it, but mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot of cardio going into it. I actually was joking around. Huh. I want a two thirty, but, um, I, I wonder if, if I would lose a lot of that turning, which I wouldn't want to do, um, to have a bigger tail wing, a little bit more surface area, a little bit better pump. Yeah, I haven't really ridden the, the 200. Oh, you haven't? But what um, about the 175? I assume it's similar. The, I'm yeah, the 25 pounds heavier than you. Okay. Yeah, the 200 is also pretty thick. Yep. So I think I think it'll a flat uh, a bigger flat tail will help it a little bit. Okay. Just give you that extra drive and slow down your your pumping a little bit. Yep. Um. But I'm really not quite sure. Um, a, a bigger tail might make it harder to do those super tight turns on small waves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really about finding a balance. Uh, you kind of have to play with it a little bit to get the right, you know, tail size for the front wing and for the waves you're riding and, and, and the amount of pumping you're trying to do. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, if you're, if you're riding a cut down sprint, the race tail, mm-hmm. that section also has tons of, tons of drive. So going bigger will help a lot going bigger on the on the tail on the tail yeah yeah okay. yeah i was just thinking about uh it when when you go up in in size on the race tail so when you i don't what, what are the what are the sizes they make a 14 and a 16 and do they make a larger one on the race tail yeah sprint tail. the race tails i think is 18 only it's only an 18 okay so there's because yeah. no, when you go from like the 16 to the 20 apex tail the mm-hmm. cord gets a little bit longer. And so my yeah. favorite one to cut down is the 20 so that I have a, a little bit wider cord. I can go down to like 12.5 with the 20, but I don't yeah. like the same 16 cut down as much because I, yeah. there's not as much push on it. Because they have the same curve too. They have, they have that same anhedral shape. Uh-huh. Um, I think that might just be like scaled or something. Uh, um if you, you can for the same like projected area from the top you'll have less uh less vertical area because of that extra cord so you can cut it down smaller and then lose more um lose more vertical area okay that makes sense so you used to have the same surface area relative between the 16 and the 20 chopped down if you can go smaller on the 20 yeah, but you lose I'm the thinking. vertical which is probably why i like it more mm-hmm. interesting it's interesting that on the um the high aspect wings on the albatross or the hyper, depending on if you're riding uni or uh, yeah. signature. Uh, I don't like the flat stab that much. The only um, high aspect wing that I'm liking that flat stab on is my 250 albatross. Hmm. I don't like it on the 190 that much. It feels too like fluttery. I can't. I can't like really load into turns on it. It, it makes the wing too yeah. unstable. So so I, I'm like I... balancing more than I'm surfing. I, I know what you mean, and I actually do the same thing. Like um, my favorite wings on the on the all the high aspect is the uh, the down curve tail. Yep. 
or something with like really small winglets on it, maybe uh, like the 14-inch the twin tip um, chopped down a little bit. Um, just because... Chop down the winglets on, down or chop down... Yeah. Interesting. Maybe I should chop down those winglets a little bit and see how it you know, feels. The chopped winglets on the 12-inch is really fun. Is it? Yeah, I made one of those with a with super early tail and took it out winging and it's a blast. But on winging, do you want more tracking? You think it would be the same in the surf? Um, yeah, I tried it in the surf too, and it's it's pretty fun. Killer. Uh, it's just a little, you know, looser up, looser in pitch than my fourteen inch flat tails. Um, that's a pretty good segue. This talking about the stealth, because I know that you are designing a line of foils right now, and I know that you, we're not going to talk about the specifics <laughs> of what you're designing, but let's mm -hmm. talk about whenever I start designing something new, I always have some criteria. So I'm, there's something I'm wanting to feel that I'm not feeling in, in what is out there in the marketplace. Has that been the same reason? Is that the same reason that you're starting to design? And if so, what are you not feeling? What are you looking to accomplish in a foil that, that you're not being able to find in the marketplace? Uh, most of it's just kind of fine tuning and, and, and optimization. I'm taking a combination of, of a lot of the elements that I like from different foils and kind of trying to combine the best parts of them. Um, and working on making something feel the same, but be a lot more efficient, basically. Um, <clears throat> so, so, so just optimizing a, either optimizing a pre-existing design or pre-existing elements of, of a design. Gotcha. Can, can you talk through, and I don't know if this gets into too much of, of what you're designing, but. The whole idea of what you like from different foils, maybe even not the wings that you're, or the ideas that you're bringing into yeah. your designs. But let's why don't we talk through just a, a number of foils that are out there? Because I know I've ridden a lot of foils, and there's certain there's aspects of all of them that I love. That might be a cool conversation to kind of go through what we love about different foils that we've ridden. Oh, totally. Um, I've ridden quite a few wings, um, but. I mean, it depends. It depends what kind of conditions we're we're talking about. Let's let's just um, go through a bunch of different foils and talk about what we yeah. like about them. We have some commonality in what we've ridden. Let's start with Neil Pride. Okay. Um, Would, yeah. The I've ridden the Neil Pride uh, what, small, medium, XL, and the slim medium. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're 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 great. They're a little bit more beginner focused. Um, the slim is. A higher performance wing, but the the normal line is is really easy to ride and really smooth flying through the water, um, which makes it great for like if you look at Kaohi's videos um, and a lot of it, in a lot of them he rides the small, and that thing's a great tow wing just because it's so stable at high speed. Um, and yeah, th those are pretty fun, um, but more definitely more be beginner focus. Now, how much of that? I, I've I spent a lot of time on the NP medium and large, both with <laughs> the small and large tail wings. Uh, the large mostly on a sup, and then the medium mostly towing or prone surfing. Yeah. Um, and I loved those foils. You know, I I sold them, and I wish that I hadn't at times because I feel like if I went back to the medium specifically right now. I actually yeah. think I could surf it 
at a pretty good level. There's some things that I've learned since riding that wing that I think would apply to that wing. And I look back at some of the videos of towing and some of the turns and they were pretty good. Like, especially for the level that I was at, this is going back five, six months now. Um, I really like how, like how smooth those wings are in turns. And, and I like yeah. the amount of lift that they have. Like I, I like They're, having It's really lift. controllable. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think They're... about the tail wing? And do you wish that they had other tail wings for that? Because when I look back and I look at that tail wing, it's such an outlier as far as what I'm riding now. I wonder if you had like a flat or like a slightly down curved tail wing for the NP setup that it maybe loosened it up a whole lot. Yeah, it's interesting. I think some because of the, the aluminum fuselage on that, somehow that tail works really well. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was surprised when I got on it. But um, yeah, I've been messing. I messed around on the slim medium with a few different tail wings, and uh, have one coming out for the the slim line. Whenever they start producing them, um, and it's it's basically a, a kind of a flat tail with some or almost flat tail, slightly down curved with some little tips on it just for just for stability. Um, and it, it definitely loosens it up, gives it a, a lot more surfy feel, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get definitely more drive out of the pumps. I can see that. One of the things that I think is good about the way that it's set up with, you know, the large with the large tail or the medium with the small mm-hmm. tail is it feels pretty locked in when you're pumping. So there's yeah. not a lot of instability. So when you're learning to pump on that wing, I think it gives you a little bit more leeway to be aggressive. As I'm watching some folks learn right now, pumping on some stuff that's not as stable, they're spending mm-hmm. a lot of their focus staying, um, just just staying balanced. Staying yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. There's something to be said for that. Yeah, totally. That's why um, like the axis... I think it's the yeah, Axis S series, things like the, 80, the 92, 82, 75. Those are awesome for learning pumping just because they're so stable and, and, and the technique you use to pump it is super easy. I haven't spent much time or I haven't spent any time on the Axis, but a buddy rides them here on a stand-up a lot and does great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, I, I tried, a, I think it was a prototype for the 102. Um, and that thing is insane. Like it dock starts so well, <laughs> I was pretty blown away like that. It, it, they just have tons of low speed drive. Um, super easy. Yeah. Super easy to pump. It's pretty crazy. Nice. Um, so you mentioned the starboard, mm-hmm. uh, foils. What do you love about that? And what's different about the starboard foils from what we were just talking about with the, the uni gear? Or the signature gear, still specifically. Um, it's not, it's not hugely different. I think the starboard wings are a little, um, or a lot thinner. Mm-hmm. So they're the thirteen hundred is definitely more area than the, uh, than the one seventy five. It's probably closer to the two hundred. Okay. It should be close to the two hundred, but it's it's like MFC thin. As far as the one I've tried. Oh, gotcha. And um, kind of an an MFC more style tail wing. And I mean, I don't know. They, they actually ride pretty similar and they kind of have their own quirks, but I, I haven't seen their new gear. I know they switched their like mast and 
front wing connection system and the whole thing's lighter and, and improved. So I'm, I'm guessing it rides a lot better now. Right on. But yeah, I, I just gave Zane, I just gave Zane set up a go one day and really liked it. Could we talk about that last clip that Zane dropped? Oh my God. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen that yet, um, go to, I think either Zane's page or GoFoil's page on Instagram. Uh, those turns were insane. Yeah. I'm, I'm blown away by, by, by a lot of those. Um, like how hard he leans into the bottom turns is, is unbelievable. And, um, I've never seen anyone use the paddle like that on a foil. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is as good as it gets. I mean, literally as good as it gets at, mm -hmm. um, paddle surfing. Um, there's really, there are people that are <laughs> as good as him, maybe a few a handful in the world, but there's no one better. Um, yeah. and it's cool to watch all of that come across in, in the paddle foiling. Yeah. It feels like he, it looks like he finally got his setup like dialed right in. Yep. And, uh, he's just able to let loose now. And it's kind of a, a testament to how, how good that starboard gear he's on is working. It really is. I had to go back and watch it a couple times to see if he was strapped at the beginning. I was like, ah, oh, he's got to be yeah. strapped. And I kind of dismissed it. I didn't dismiss it, but I was like, kind of maybe took it down just a notch. And then I was like, wait a second, he's not even, because when he comes, he does that one wrap around and then he throws that little chop up air. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. he's got to be strapped. Yeah, but. I thought the same thing. <laughs> and, and I was like, hold on, he's not in straps. Holy shit. Yeah, that was just nuts. Yeah. Um, let's see. What, what other, else? What other, the Takuma stuff. We've talked about the oh, Takuma, Takuma stuff, stuff before a little bit. Um. Mm -hmm. So you guys can go back. And James Casey talked about the Takuma on his last show. I think it was James Casey Returns. And then you've mentioned why it's more efficient than some of the other gear, which I thought was really cool. But maybe go through that again real quick. Where connections are based on the high or low pressure side and how that affects yeah. the drag. That that was fascinating. Um, one of the reasons they're really fast is just because their their connection system is really well thought out. Um, that, that connection, so that the top surface or the low pressure side of, of the front wing is really sensitive to any, you know, any bumps or any, um, anything on it. So what, what it seems like LOL or Takuma did was, um, move that, that, that interface point back towards the trailing edge of the wing and substituted for that loss in strength by reinforcing the bottom. And um, that just gives you a better lift to drag ratio for your, for your front wing because you're using that, that center section where a fuselage would be for lifting instead of nothing. Um, yeah, you also lose frontal area, which helps with, with your top speed. You lose frontal area. Yeah. Meaning from... Like if you, if were you to, look at it straight yeah. from the front, yeah. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. I wonder if, if in the future race foils will be unibodied, like full one piece, no joints. Yeah. It would make sense. I, I mean, if you look at like what where kite foil, uh, kite foil, kite racing foils and windsurf racing foils, like the, the one I've got um, is, you know, full unibody pretty much front wing and fuselage are at least one piece. Mm -hmm. And um, I think you kind of need that fus fuselage and front wing to be a one piece for racing. 
just because it, it gives you way more freedom on the way it's connected. Um, lift foils do that too. They're unibody oh, yeah. front to, to, to rear. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the new lift system is, is just awesome. Is it? The way they have that fuselage disconnect in the back and the swappable tail wings. What do you love yeah. about the, the lift foils? You know, like when I've ridden them, they seem like they're <laughs> built for higher speeds. Uh, at least mm-hmm. the ones that I have ridden. They're pretty low profile. Uh, there's not a lot of lift. I mean, even they're called lift. They're <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of lift there. Um, you know, my buddy who tows a lot, you know, loves them on, on bigger surf. You know, he rides the 170, 150 all the time in bigger surf. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I started out on the classic 170 and rode that for uh, about six months. Um, really loved it. Super loose, super fast, but um, their, their newer stuff, um, they thickened it up a little bit. It's, it's way better for lower speeds. And um, they're just really, really good all-around wings. You know, they're they're built well. They're um, they're smooth through the water. Um, they look great, <laughs> and they ride really nice. I uh, really don't have anything bad to say. Have you spent much time on Armstrong foils? Everyone asks me about Armstrong, and and I have not spent much time um, on that gear at all. Like. like maybe yeah. one flight, two flights. I don't even know what wing it was. Um, so yeah. I can never comment. Kind of, kind of, I'm kind of similar. Um, the only time I spent really on an Armstrong wing is when Brian Finch came over to Maui. Mm-hmm. But every time I see it, every time I see those, I'm just blown away by the quality. Um, they're, they're built so well and so much thought is put into, you know, all the little titanium pieces and, and, um, you know, how everything's super modular and, um, and even down to the colors and, and the paint. It's pretty, it's really impressive. And they're, the new 1050 wing is killer, apparently. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Sky Rama in the south side. And um, he's, yeah, he just got on the 1050 wing and it, it's blowing him away. That's awesome. Are you seeing gear kind of following suit and trying starting to kind of look the same are are we seeing a homogenization of foil gear do you think that it's still pretty disparate and that there's going to be all these new ideas or or is the dihedral design the stealth 200 design it's everyone kind of going to rip that i mean if you look at high aspect stuff looks like everybody's kind of gone oh wait a second this just changed the game Mm-hmm. And now a lot of wings are looking very similar. Are we going to see the same thing with like that dihedral design? You think? I I feel like we're kind of hitting a point in, in foil, like foil evolution where people are coming to like common shapes. Like if you, if you think of surfboards, yep. right? In the beginning, no one had any idea what the optimum shape was. So you, you just try everything and see what kind of sticks. And um, and if you I mean if you look at now, we have you you know your standard shortboard. You have you have a pretty standard shape for for different um, sizes and different conditions and so it seems like that kind of double concave or or slight dihedral design is looking like a bit of a standard shortboard at least for now mm-hmm. um and and the differences between brands are are coming more and more down to tuning and and, and things like mass placement and, and fuselage length and tailwing design 
Um, so yeah, it's really interesting. And it, it's similar for high aspect wings where people are kind of realizing what works best for, you know, the, the given kind of conditions and parameters and goals of the wing. Um, so from now on, I, I, I see it more as like optimizing those kind of standard designs and uh, making them work as best as they can for what we're doing. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk MFC yet in this, and I think that the MFC foils are amazing. And mm-hmm. we look at the, and I spent a lot of time just kind of like looking at my MFC wing compared to, you know, whatever else I've got down there. Yeah. Right now it's the Stealth 200. And the one thing about the MFC wing that's a little different is that you mentioned mask placement. The mm-hmm. There's a little bit more distance on the MFC wing between the mast and the trailing edge of the front foil than there is like on the unifoil. What does that change in a foil? Um, it, it depends a lot on the, the front wing design too. Yeah. Um, those, those front wings have a little bit of sweep and it, that moves the uh, center, center lift a, a tiny bit back. Because the um, wings are so, swept so, back. Yeah. So the wing can okay, be that makes moved sense. a little farther forwards. Gotcha. But yeah, it's tricky to say generally, uh, moving your mass back gives you, um, you know, more yaw stability and um, a little bit more of a carvy feel over a, a pivoty feel. Well, that makes sense. That that wing is very carvy. I was wondering, yeah. you know, with this dihedral conversation, you know, everyone's into chopping the tail wings. I wonder mm-hmm. if you chopped because the the MFC kind of has it's it's yeah. like a dihedral design, but then the tips it drop. works similar. The tips drop maybe a half an inch below probably the like the center mm-hmm. point. I wonder if you shaved those tips back up if it would get more surfy. Yeah, or um, chop that tail wing a little bit, and, and I think you'll it'll, it'll get a lot looser <laughs> really quickly. Yeah, I've chopped mine. I took about an I don't know. It's just got like a little bit of up curve to it now mm-hmm. instead of um, instead yeah. of that massive up curve, and that that did make it a lot looser. The, the MFC wings are, are pretty impressive too, like, um, especially downwind, mm-hmm. the, the 1400 and, and 1200 are ridiculously fast. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Going downwind with guys on those is, is a challenge for sure. <laughs> it's hard to keep up. And I can pump that 1400 pretty decently now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so this is a pretty good segue into something else I wanted to pick your brain on that I, I think I mentioned to you when we were texting a little while ago, and that is you said early on that you did not like shimming. And actually, I reached out to some folks, little segue here also, the reached out to some folks before I came on. A couple people wanted me to talk to you about shimming like the high aspect wings. So we'll do that yeah. as well. So remind me. But in regards to shimming, you said that you did not like shimming the MFC stuff. At the beginning, and I, and I've started off basically. I tried shims, and then I couldn't pump them as well. So I went to no shims, and I could pump better with no shim, and so I stayed there. Um, but then, as I started thinking about, well, one the fourteen hundred at two hundred pounds, I still have to work in the menial surf that we have here. I still have to work a lot to yeah. keep that up, and so I went back to shimming to kind of feel to see how that would change things, mm-hmm. and it's definitely easier to just kind of cruise, right? Yeah. It makes pumping much more difficult for me. It's like a higher, faster cadence, and I can't get that next gear where I can stretch out the pumps. But 
in the surf, it's it's like adding rocker mm-hmm. to the wing to where the turns get tighter and it's accelerating through those turns. So it becomes a much more fun wing to surf, I found. And okay. I, I wanted just to see if that's similar to what you felt with shims or if you've gone through any of that, because I haven't really heard many people talk about that. So um, I thought you'd be the right person to bring that up to. Yeah. My kind of perspective on shimming is if you get the tail design and the fuselage length and your tailwing angle or shimming just right, um, you shouldn't have to change it at all, depending on the conditions. But in a lot of cases, um, and you know, for a lot of people and, and, and the way that they like to ride, um, what, what say, shim, you know, adding more angle, or I guess that's technically less angle. Um, what were you writing? Like the negative one or negative two, the 2.5. Okay. So yeah, that, that one, as you, as you accelerate, it will pull up Mm -hmm. basically. So, so when you put it into a turn, as you accelerate through that turn, it'll actually make it easier to turn for you. Yep. So, so with that, with the same foot pressure, it'll turn harder. Yep. Um, just at the cost of, you know, really high speed stability. Like if you take it on a big wave, you'll, you'll be pretty front footed. Yep. I, I towed on the 1250 with the one five shim in, mm-hmm. it wasn't even that big, a little overhead surf and it was incredibly sketchy. It just felt <laughs> like it wanted to launch you the whole time. Um, yeah, my, my kind of, I guess, design philosophy for, for tail wings is just even foot pressure at all speeds. But how does so that no work? Matter, though? Because there's a forward pitching moment that increases as velocity increases. So you can't, I mean, unless I'm wrong here and you have a better understanding of this than I do, but you should, as you accelerate, the downward force on the front wing should grow, correct? It, and, yeah, and it does. But um, so does the downforce that the tail wing makes. But with the surface area of the front wing, doesn't it beat the back wing? Doesn't no, win? no, because you have the, the back wing actually has leverage. The, if the, the pivot oh, okay. point is like right behind the front wing or on the front wing, yep. so that that moment isn't that strong. That makes um, a lot of sense. And yeah, that's why the tail wing's stronger or sorry, smaller. But so, so with for with, this, okay. oh, go, go ahead. And then, and then I've got another point. Yeah. So, so if you want to get the same feel um, and, and, and that same like pitching moment countering, um, if you move the tailwing forwards, you should increase in size or increase in angle a little bit. Um, but if you don't do that, it, it, you'll lose some high speed, but it'll feel fine in small waves. Gotcha. So what I found in shimming was that, mm-hmm. and Adam Bennett's talked about this with the rail grabs that he was doing. You know, like I always mm-hmm. thought at the beginning when I was watching his videos that he was rail grabbing like you would on a shortboard to pull the board through the turn. But what he was doing yeah. was grabbing to keep the nose up. Oh, interesting. And and so that's what I felt on the MFC too, is that as I would accelerate through a turn unshimmed, the nose would want to start diving. So increasingly yeah. through a turn, I'd have to go like more manual back foot pressure. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't turn in front of the mast because I wouldn't have enough leverage on my foot yeah. from my foot to keep the nose out. So then when I started shimming, it opened up like a whole mid-length type feel to where I could draw turns with my front foot up farther, which was much more surfy to me. I like that feeling a lot more. And I feel that way on the 200 Stealth, I can do that. 
Okay. Um, but the MFC unshimmed, I cannot do that. And the, the best example of that is like on my 190, I start getting a massive amount, that 190 hyper unifoil. Yeah. I start getting a massive amount of that forward pitching moment in turns. And maybe it's because I'm riding such a small tail wing. That's probably what it is. That's why I like the the 16 down curve on my 210. Yeah. Um, it, it seems to kind of just perfectly even it out. You know, it, it rides well from stalling to whatever, 18 miles an hour downwind. It's amazing how much better you can pump the 16 down curve than my chopped 13. <laughs> it is, it, it's, it's like 20% more efficient. It doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like in theory, you can, you can pump small tailings better just because there's less drag. But um, the bigger tailings are really a, a technique thing right it, you, it, like i don't if i go down to a 12 on the on the 210 12 inch tail i just don't have the muscle control to keep that front wing at the right angle all the time you think that's what and it so, is yeah to me it feels like the cadence just goes up so much more that the cardio output is harder mhm and and when the cadence goes up you're actually pumping a little slower too are you um, just because you're you're drawing like a shorter shorter arcs, mm-hmm. I guess it's like it's a shorter wavelength, higher amplitude. Um, so so that that'll slow you down a little bit. Where big tail wings like to pump fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a it's a muscle control and kind of reaction time thing, where that small tail wing just decreases your stability. And I mean, if you're able to counter that with the, with the perfect amount of back foot pressure and and uh, and keep the wing balanced, um, it should pump better. But that's too hard to do. <laughs> um, the most interesting test that I mentioned, I think the last time we talked that, that I've had is the super flexible tail wing, mm-hmm. where it's there's like zero profile to this thing that I made. And when you're going yeah. fast, it is by far my favorite tail. The problem really? is if you get slow, then it gets all sorts of weird and squirrely. But if you have huh. speed, it pumps so good and so fast. Um, I really want to see like more flexible tail wings come out. Like I said it on the last show. Someone actually reached out to me, and they might make one. But we're like a, a carbon core and then some sort of carbon fiber tips to where you get a little yeah. flex on the tips. Yeah. Could be really fun to feel. Yeah, I haven't experimented with that too much. The closest I got was um, using surfboard fins, some futures as a tail. Yeah, and yeah, that that was super fun. Um, a little draggy just because of the way you know it's attached, mm-hmm. but uh, but I could totally see a flexible tail being a lot of fun in the surf. I mean, look at the 170 fish. The whole concept behind that is that the the fuselage is you know has some spring right before the tail wing. Um, and I, that kind of makes it, it seems like that's what makes that foil so good. Yeah. Um, one of the last times we talked, you were about to make some tail wings. Has that gone anywhere? Mm-hmm. Are you going to do that? What's, what's, what's the latest? Um, yeah, I, I forget what I said that podcast, <laughs> but I just you got said everything. Printer. Just rehash it all. <laughs> yeah. I just got a 3d printer. Killer. So I might make a few tail wings for myself. I'm um, kind of trying to think of, you know, good ways to, to, to make it stronger. 
because um, you can't just take something off the printer and use it. But that might be coming soon. Might make a few little ones for fun. But the real the the real thing I've been working on is is um, I'm releasing some tail wings through Signature. And so their their rumor has it that there might be some KD tail wings coming through. Just a rumor, though. Rumor. Can you talk about it? Just them? a rumor. What are they going to be like? Um, I'll keep it simple, but I made one. I, I basically made what I would want to ride, um, and the, the tailings. One of them is based off the, the one of the flat tails I have, and one of them is based off what I would want to ride with a high aspect wing. So just a little bit more vertical area, um, a little more stable at high speed, and and a little bigger too. Very cool. Um, one one thing I did that that I think people like is. I mean, I, I put winglets on it, but I, I oversize them. So if you just buy it and throw it on, it'll be a little bit stiff, which will be great for like the more, more beginner riders or interme beginner intermediate. But <clears throat> being oversized with signatures, you know, solid construction lets you cut them down a little bit and tune it to whatever feel you like. That's awesome. So it gives you a little extra custom customization. Um, I think it'll be a really good tailwing if you want to teach someone prone on the Stealth 200. Just oh, because it, cool. it should be really stable, right? <clears throat> and that that a lot that having a ton of yaw stability will make that 200 um, really roll stable too. Yeah, and, and that's I, how I feel like. Yeah, go, I, go ahead. I was gonna say that's how it felt to me with the twin tip. It just it was really hard to put into a turn, and then once it was in a turn, it didn't mm -hmm. bounce back. It didn't correct right away. It was slow yeah. coming out, um, which, you know, twice I went over the handlebars because I was think, used to like the wing coming right back under me and then it's still yeah. turning and I'm not turning anymore. And then it gets weird. Well, that that's another thing that, that has me really interested about those uh, um, the more kind of dihedral design, which is like if you put a super, super stable tail wing on it, mm -hmm. it might be a good beginner foil because it, it locks in that roll. You know, and ma right. it makes it super roll stable suddenly. So you it, kind of in the same wing, you could have a beginner foil and, a, and the ultra high performance machine. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that'd be interesting to experiment, maybe adding a touch more dihedral or or um, just throwing a bigger tail wing on it, like a bigger, like take that 12 inch twin tip and scale it up a little bit. Right. It might be perfect. Super cool. Yeah. When can we expect those? When are we going to see them? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, that's that's more up to. We're I think we're going to make some prototypes and and it'll kind of be the standard signature thing. It'll. I'm not. I'm honestly. I honestly don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, other tail I have coming is is one for the the Neil Pride slimline, um, and it's just one to go with with those front wings. Oh, cool. Uh, I've want to get my hands on that medium slim i don't and i have buddies that want it and mm -hmm. i thought it was going to be out months ago i wonder when we're actually going to be able to see those and yeah them. i'm not i'm not sure on that either um there's more sizes coming so look out for a small uh a large and possibly an xl gotcha um but yes i i don't know when they're coming either <laughs> i really want to get people on them i'm super excited and and I, I, I'm the medium 
is a little conservative, but it's a great all-around foil. And um, yeah, a lot of fun to ride. Um, have you seen the new NSP foils? Um, not in person. I've seen, I know they're designed by F4, and I've seen some of F4's new wings. So maybe I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to get to test one of those coming up shortly. And that looks similar to, the reason I asked is because it, I, from the pictures I've seen, mm -hmm. I think it looks like the slim medium a little bit. It's kind of got that a little more high aspect, but still a little bit of profile to it type. Yeah, look. I think it's a tweaked, they, they kind of took what they, what they liked about the, because it's the same designer as this Neil Pred medium. Oh, is it? <clears throat> and I think they took what they liked about that. And it's kind of an evolution of those wings. Well, and from what I've heard, they're, they're, they're really nice riding good wings. Well, that's cool. Good foils. Stoked. I, I think I get to start testing one of those next week. I, I love it. Just throw this out here real quick. I love testing gear. So if anyone out there is listening and makes foils and you want me to test something, yeah. I would love to do it because it's super fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> helps me learn. It makes the show good. So, well, if I make some, if I 3D print some tail wings, I'll, I'll definitely send you one. <laughs> do it, man. Do it. Because um, I need someone to test them. <laughs> yeah, start sending them my way. Uh, all right. So we're about 45 minutes in. How are you doing on time? I'm doing good. Okay. Did you listen to the show with Jason from Foil Fever or Adam's last show yet? Yeah, I listened to both of those. Um, okay. Really, really great. Um, super interesting. And I've, I've talked to Jason a lot while he's on Maui. Oh, killer. And yeah, he's doing some cool stuff. He uh, Absolutely. And that show, I felt like, was a, a big inflection point for me and just, I think, in just holding back of, and attacking the surfing portion, you know? Yeah. Um, but then Adam's show, when he was talking about speed, and I, and I reached mm -hmm. out to a number of folks before you came on here, and I got some questions from some folks, but Adam wanted to get your thought, and I do too, your thoughts on the conversation about the future of foiling, understanding mm -hmm. the speed. You know, Jason mentioned slowing down to be in the pocket, which might be an oversimplification. Um, yeah. and, and that mindset helped me a whole lot in seeing surf lines and foiling. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Adam's take on that. If you haven't listened to these shows, folks, go back and listen to them because this, con this discussion will make a lot more sense. But um, Adam's thought was that we just don't understand how to process the speed yet. And so we shouldn't okay. be thinking about slowing down. We should be thinking about understanding what to do with the speed. And I wanted to get your thoughts. Like, what do you think about the future, about speed and foiling, about slowing down to be in the pocket or um, <clears throat> learning to, to adapt to that speed? How do you see it? Um, it's tricky. I know it. I definitely... Uh, like relate to Jason on, on, you know, slowing down to stay in the pocket. And I, I think Adam mentioned it too, how taking a deeper bottom turn to set up for your top turn will, especially when you're, when you have a lot of speed will, um, you know, help you uh, pull through like tight sections. And yeah, I, I've been doing the same thing where like, <clears throat> if I'm going to go for, for something really critical, you want to take a super deep bottom turn get get out into the flats and, and lose some speed um before coming up and hitting it just because you're less likely to to uh turn harder than your legs can handle 
Yep. But overall speed, it's it's kind of preference. Um, some guys like going slow and, and drawing super tight lines um, and riding super like short boardy in the pocket. And, um, you know, I see, I see a lot of other people, especially on, on high aspect wings here, just, you know, big, fast arcs, high lines and, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just different styles for, for different waves and different kinds of kinds of riding. But, um, yeah, understanding speed is going to be, <laughs> it's definitely part of foiling, like just adapting to that, to that, uh, like information comes at you so much faster it's a good way to on, put a, it. on a foil that you kind of, you kind of have to adapt and, and, and figure out how to, you know, process all that and, and, and simplify it in your mind. Um, when you look through your crystal ball and you think about, you know, what foil, what a foiling contest is going to look like in 2040. Oh man. Okay. What do you, what do you see? Foiling contests, huh? Twenty forty. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I haven't. Though I've been a part of one foiling contest, and that was a that was a pump competition. <laughs> um, and and I know how to improve that one, and and I'm excited for next year. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's tricky, honestly. Um, just be just because of the amount of waves people get. And, um, the amount of time guys spend riding, I think it gets really hard to judge and especially finding, you know, foil, foiling judges that don't want to be out there <laughs> and that, yeah. that, you know, that know how hard all these things are to do. Um, sometimes, you know, a surfing, a normal surfer judge wouldn't understand, you know, how tricky some, some of the things guys do out there are. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I, I like where Jason's going. Um, yeah, I really appreciate him putting all, putting on these contests and I'm excited to be a part of it. But what do you see as far as the lines being drawn and how far that will go? I mean, what Adam said on, on the show, which I thought was brilliant is that like, if you look at the contests that they hold now in Australia, where everybody rides the pre 1985 single mm -hmm. fins and the lines that those guys are drawing on those boards, the surfers from the era of those boards could not have imagined that. Yeah. Right. So if you think about our gear on foils right now, and you think about, you know, 20 years from now, the evolution of the sport. Okay. Um, what do you think people will be able to accomplish? Like, what are we oh, not man. seeing right now? What, what, what do you, and you know, cause Adam had thoughts on this and he's seeing yeah. this picture more clearly than, than most people are as, as are you, as are the handful of guys who are, kind of leading this whole thing okay what um, do you think is going to be possible definitely some some crazy errors <laughs> i feel like we're just especially strapless like we're just scratching the surface of what's possible um there's there's a long ways to go with that um turns to you know getting more and more in the pocket more and more critical um I think, I think a lot of that's going to happen and, and it'll be interesting to see how, um, the kind of pumping of high performance, you know, riding will, will change depending on how the contests work. So if the contest rewards a lot of waves, right, guys will, will favor, you know, 
a pumping wing over over a surfing wing. Um, and it just kind of depends on how it's scored. But yeah, I see big airs. Big airs. Big airs, bigger waves with you know more critical maneuvers. Um, what do you think the correct format for a contest is? Because it's different yeah, than that's... a surf contest, you know. Like mm-hmm. my 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 thought, and I have a buddy. He yells at me when I ask a question, and then I answer it. So I apologize if you're listening. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> uh, is like kind of like a skate contest where someone because you can okay. catch multiple waves at a time, like why not be able to take off and then you have the lineup for, you know, your run. Yeah. And your run is up to three connections. And so you take off and then you have your three because, you know, the, the main turns are those connection turns. So if someone's taking off while you're pumping back out yeah. in the pocket, I mean, that could be your section for your big maneuver. And um, I, I really like that idea. And I think it'd be a lot of fun to do for a contest, kind of like, yeah, skate jam. Yeah. But the only thing is, uh, you know, surfing has another, this other element of the waves and mm-hmm. the variability of the waves. And so it'd be a little bit hard to control that. Um, maybe giving, you know, more than one run per round or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, I guess there's also wave selection in there. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to surf in a contest like that. <laughs> I think it'd be a really good time. And it would, it would, one of the problems right now is if, if you have five guys in the water and five judges and right. three people are up riding, what do the judges do? Right. They can't, it's really hard for all five of them to pay attention to three people and score them. Yeah. you can't um, do So it. yeah, that one at a time idea is pretty cool. Um, yeah. That was just a thought I had the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good time. <laughs> it would be super fun. Right. Cause I, I mean, I love watching, I mean, that's how snowboarding works. That's how skating works. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we have the ability to generate our own speed, if you catch a bad wave, you might get, you know, the next wave might be great and the next one might be great. So there's still yeah. that random luck factor in there a little bit, but it's not like you just go out and get to catch one, one wave on a surfboard. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you get a minute, like maybe and you can have a minute of score time. So you take off and then you have a minute to do whatever you want. And if you, you know, want to only catch two waves, you can. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's a good, um, <laughs> Good concept. I like it. Um, right on. All right. Let's go to questions from folks because i okay. got a bunch of them. Are you good with that? Yeah, I, I'd right. love that. All right. Mizo, Fernando. Hey. Advice. Um, man, he's got some, some good questions here. We don't have to hit all of these questions because there's a bunch of them. But, uh, okay. Um, uh, tips on shims for Albatross 165 with 13 inch flat race stabilizer. Any thoughts on that? Not sure. I'm guessing, um, throw something in front of the front screw. Throw something. Um, in front you need, of the you need, yeah, you need some more negative angle, some more downforce. Um, I'm riding a custom, custom tail, so I don't really know exactly what angle I'm at. And it'll be different than that 13 you're riding. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, if, if you feel it pulling down too hard at high speed or getting a little sensitive, try try throwing throwing a shim under that or in front of that front screw. And what Give would you recommend for a shim? Are you just using washers? Um... Um, it's, it's really hard to find washers thin enough. Mm-hmm. 
and, and, and small enough that it uh, for that fuselage. So what I do is I take an you know, old gift card or credit card and chop it up with some scissors. They make the perfect shims. Interesting. Yeah. And then are you putting in the screw hole there too so that it's it's anchored or are you just putting it in front of the i just put it in front or behind um it's easy to stack and you don't have to worry about punching a hole in it i have a feeling i'm gonna make a prediction your first show that you were on where you talked about balancing the foil and everyone's freaked yeah. out about that i think that this one everyone's going to be cutting up the, the, gift cards the and... gift card shims yep yeah that that's something i i tried like way back it's a great idea um when i was riding my lift foil I was like, okay, what if I shim that ma the mast to fuselage connection, right? Uh -huh. So cut up credit card I had in my dad I found in my dad's truck and tried it out. And I was like, oh, this is sick. <laughs> and what I, this this is like the perfect shim. It doesn't compress. It doesn't absorb water. You know, there that you can stack them. Uh. And so when I got my signature gear, I was like, oh, I got to try the same thing again. And uh, it's yeah, perfect tailwing shim. That is awesome. I also love how fired up you get telling that story too, because that's awesome too. <laughs> yeah. Um, wants to know about wing More foiling questions. equipment. Okay. Um, freestyle racing. There wasn't really a question Ooh. there, just talking about that. So what are your thoughts on wing foiling equipment? Excited to, excited to race. Yeah. Um, I kind of come from a, you know, I, 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 raced sailboats for six years or so um dinghies and i really really like you know sailing racing and i love the tactics of it and that and uh e-foiling would bring a whole new level of speed to that and uh, like i never got into kite foil racing but being able to use your surf setup or, or, or something like your surf setup would just be insane like just an unbelievable amount of fun. And uh, it'd also be fun to design wings for. <laughs> Just because it, it, it's, it'll be different than, than the wings you ride downwind for sure. How much different and, do you um, think that the wing foiling or, uh, yeah, like the swing wing type foils would be than say just like a, a kite uh, race foil or a windsurf race foil? I would assume they'd be very similar. I, th I think it'd be really similar to a windsurf race foil. Yeah. Um, it could get interesting because you're going to be, I, I, you know, leaning against the wind or on a windsurf board. Most guys are riding pretty flat or slightly keeled over. Um, where, and kite foils are fully, you know, they're almost at like 45 degrees or more. So long masts, I, I mean, I bet windsurf foils are perfect for it right now. Like a smaller windsurf foil. Um, but yeah, compared to downwind foils, um, they can be a lot thinner and, and, and a lot more top end focused just because you have that, that extra power and you can, you can have a higher takeoff speed because of the sail power. So yeah, exciting. I want to get racing. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you, have you tried, what's your winging kind of experience right now? Very limited. I, anything recent? No. Nothing recent at all. Okay. We, I, I, I popped a box out of the sup that I had, oh, and no. I have been waiting. It's supposed to be here like almost a month ago, my new stand-up, um, and it's still not here. So 
No, almost almost nothing since the last time we talked. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of stand-up boards, um, I found that found out the three D printers awesome for for mocking up shapes before you make them. Oh, how good of so an idea is that? All my all my board concepts I've been printing out just to be able to like hold it in my hands and and feel it out and it it's great. It gives you a really good sense for like the proportions of everything and 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 you know seeing it in real life so is different than seeing it on the computer. So I love it. Where's your trend in board design going these days? Has it changed at all since our last conversation? Um, my stand-up boards are getting more and more like displacement shaped, more and more like a hull. Yep. Um, and I, it, that seems like the way to go. Just get up easy, the least drag you can have. And <clears throat> because downwind, we're touching down less and less. Um, you don't need so many, you know, sharp angles and steps anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, prone board design. Yeah. Pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, keep it simple, keep it clean, uh, and, and keep, you know, make sure the thing actually surfs when you touch down. Yeah. What, what, yeah. Define that. Define surfs when you touch down. I know that I have <laughs> so certain things yeah. I like. Um, the outline and rocker are really important for that, mm-hmm. as well as like h- how you taper the bevels along the length of the board. Um, <clears throat> Boards with a lot of outline, that makes sense. Like, um, especially if you look at the Adminson boards, like curvy, um, curvy, and having the the right curve along that outline. When when you touch down in a turn, um, how do I explain it? it? It it'll follow through a little more. Like um, some of the older boards, I've ridden with you know really straight tail sections you touch it down and that straight tail section kind of just digs rail and, and, and uh, keeps you going straight. <clears throat> and I, I think, I don't know how to explain it. I know exactly. Um, I, yeah, I, I you, think you, I, you know, if you feel it, yep. You know, you, you so touch, yeah, we've been, I've started doing a lot of design with a buddy of mine, Mike Pedigo, and it's been really fun for the first time in my life. I've been designing with someone who is, probably a better foiler than I am. I wouldn't say that to him though. Um, (laughs) But, but he's also a a crazy good shaper and he comes from a, like a longboard shaping background. I come from a stand up mid-length shaping background and our shapes. It's been cool because I've been riding his boards. He's been riding my boards and then we've been Mm -hmm. doing collab boards. And so we, we kind of decided that this one shape that I had, the flight deck, is really good. And so we've been doing variations of that. Cool. And we've been doing a lot of, like, breakdown of videos of when different boards touch the water and what's happening. And yeah. what's really cool is that with this certain angle on the rails, like the beveled rails at a certain angle, and then a little chine at the bottom, <clears throat> like we have all these mm-hmm. videos of, like, this one flight deck model touching in – in turns and yeah the angle of your turn doesn't change at all and then other boards which i'm not gonna i won't go through them but they'll they'll catch yeah. and they'll either turn harder or they'll straighten out yeah and and either way it's bad um you want something that's almost like doesn't care that the water's there that just kind of like exactly you know and and it, it's interesting too finding uh especially in bevel shape and and like bottom design bevel angle um 
<clears throat> some boards when you touch down bounce super hard, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really good at high speed because it you know it keeps your wetted area low. But sometimes at low speed and, and in like the foam, you don't want it to bounce as much. And and you kind of want it to, um, I don't know. There's the, it, it's like some kind of harmony with the water, <laughs> where where you touch down and it it doesn't really affect your riding that much. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it it's not a barrier keeping you from the water, but it's also it also doesn't catch and and pull you down into the water. Right. There's, it's just kind of there. Yeah. There's a, a board that I have that has a concave and with kind of like mm-hmm. harder rails. And I like the weight of it. I like I like the, the the swing weight. I like kind of how it's a longer board, which I like taking off and bigger surf on. The problem yeah. is when you touch, if you touch flat, the concave sucks you down. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't like the concave at all. And if you touch on the rail because it's got these hard rails, it tracks right away and pulls you in that direction. Mm. Um, which is which is interesting. Like the I've kind of gone to like more of like a soft V throughout almost. Yep. And with like some chines and then a flat right underneath the, the box with a very slight uh, like rocker, negative rocker, which I think helps a little bit in like taking off. Negative and, rocker. Well, in like, the box? You know, like, like regular rocker, like tail rocker. Oh, yeah. Like okay. regular, very, very, very slight tail rocker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have the same experience. Yeah. It, uh, it softens your takeoffs. And, yep. and um, the same thing when you touch down turning it, it, it really holds through. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, the, and I think it was something that we've been kind of like talking about. And then I think it was the mm-hmm. Jason podcast where he's talking about how everyone's going narrower on shapes. Yeah. Um, we've the last round that we've kind of been, we've kind of got the, the rails exactly how we like them, the bevels there and the chines, right? So now we're just okay. kind of experimenting with template and shapes. And so the last one I'm testing is a five Oh, like 18 and a half. So a little oh, bit wow. narrower, 19, maybe 18 and a half, 19, um, probably about 35. It's great. I love it. Um, feels super. It's that blue one that I've been riding in all the Instagram videos okay. lately. Um, it's really, yeah, really cool. I've been liking, I've been liking skinny. Yeah. Um, the only, the only real limiter I've found is I, I ride with my back foot a little offset, um, towards my, the, my toe side of the rail. Your and back that kind of limit is towards your toe side of the rail. Yeah. Okay. Or, um, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Is your front foot um, then? My equally... front foot's the other way. Yep. Okay. A little bit. So that I feel like that limits how how skinny I can go on the tail. Mm-hmm. Um, or or I could just add a little length and move my back foot forwards on the board. Um. So that's kind of my only limiter right now in terms of in terms of width. But I'm thinking. I think I'm at 19 right now. Might it even go an inch skinnier or a half inch skinnier on my next board? What, what kind of volumes are and and lengths are you playing with, or were you playing with before you have been out of the water a little bit? Um, I've been looking at uh, 32, 35 ish, um, or I guess yeah. 30 to 35 okay. for a normal prone board. Um, just a little more, you know. It's more than I ride on my on a standard shortboard um when you're surfing but when i'm surfing yeah but it, it really having that extra volume makes up for the the shortness of, of the foil board definitely and um especially going up to something like 35 helps get into bigger waves yeah 
Um, and if I, I've been really wanting to make a bigger wave paddle and board, um, and, or a, a downwind prone paddle and board, something like six foot by 16 or 17, <laughs> really skinny and like 60 or 70 liters. That would be awesome. I think that would be a fun board. Um, just getting into yeah, big stuff, downwind bumps. Yeah. Have you seen Kalama wearing the gloves to paddle in prone downwind? Yeah. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I saw that that prone paddleboard he's been riding in it. It looks really good. Um, everyone I see ride, everyone I hear feedback from just, just loves that board. So I think there's something to it. It seems like, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, he's a genius. I know. And, and he has so much experience making shapes for, for all different kinds of water sports. Yep. Um, he's kind of, yeah, he, he kind of, he's definitely a leader. Absolutely. I mean, even still, if you look at his sup shapes, you mm -hmm. can tell they're his, which is beautiful. Yeah. I love that. And I, I really like the design of the, of, of his stand up boards. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and you know, they're, pr they're pretty proven to work. If you look at like, he's, you know, he's not a light guy and he's not 18 like Austin, but he can fully flat water start. Right. And, 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 you know, board design is super important in that. And it blows me away how well they work. So cool. All right. Let's go back to some questions here. Questions, yeah. Um, cloud nine surf foils asks Ooh. about tail wings. Okay. It's probably Chris. Um, deep cord versus short cord. Um, um, is there a shorter width tail wing with a deeper cord more efficient, or is a shorter cord but wider better? And why? Which is something I've been thinking about a whole lot too. As far as making, mm -hmm. I've made some like high profile, really small wings, tail wings, and they're pretty cool. What What are your thoughts on that? Um, I I played around with it a little bit. Um. I've kind of found my sweet spot to be like six to seven centimeters, 10% thickness and 14 inches wide. Um, at least for, for my surf foils. But I know, you know guys like Jason are going super cordy, like at least 10 or 11 and eight inches wide. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot to play with, but high aspect, tail wings so short cord um maybe five and a half by however wide um you know you want based on area are definitely more efficient um you know same as a front wing going higher aspect in the tail will will you know de decrease your drag give you uh more drive through pumps but definitely stiffen up the roll a bit <laughs> yeah i wonder if there is a tail wing width to height relationship because if you think about the, the stability that a tail wing adds and the instability mm -hmm. that extra height and center of gravity create there, there might be some factor there too what, what do you mean by height like, like the, rider height oh rider height yeah 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 because you know tuning how i see it with tail wings and, and fuselage length is tuning it really to the to the rider and the rider's muscle control and reaction time so you want the smallest thing you can uh like uh, stay in control with if you go too small you you don't have the muscle control and reaction time to keep up with that right 
Um, so yeah, what, it's interesting because going straight and, and just cruising on a wave, I actually like riding a smaller tailwing than when I'm really pushing it. Because when you start pushing it harder, you lose some of that fine control. And you just want something you can like jam on and rely on. Yeah. Um, so that's been yeah my experience. Um, I can't wait to see Cloud Nine's new high aspect. Yeah. yeah. If you saw Chris, his last videos he's been dropping, they're really good. One I didn't yeah. know that he rips that hard. He really fully rips, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see uh, to see those and test them. Yeah. Be awesome. And, uh, Especially that that their carbon mass looks really nice and yep. and uh, excited to see that high aspect. Yeah, you know what's going to be, be interesting to see. I just heard that there are some companies that have factories in China that are shut down right now. Really? Yep. Uh, I've had a buddy wanted to order something, and uh, I won't say anything. I don't know if it's kosher to say anything like that, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, like right now, they, there's no there's no new stuff coming out because. Chinese factories are shut down. I wonder, yeah, if there's going to be a shortage in of foils. Of foils, <laughs> you start hoarding <laughs> foils now, guys. <laughs> hey, Lyft's about to sell a ton of foils. Where are they? I'm pretty sure they make those in the U.S. Oh, do they? They. I don't think they're made in China. They they have their own factory in either Costa Rica or the U.S. or something. Oh, that's um, crazy. Well, I know they're out of Puerto Rico, so maybe it's there. Puerto, yeah, maybe it's yeah. That's, that's got to be it. Um, awesome. But you, if you if you go on their Instagram, you can see the pictures of their factory where they're making the e-foils and all the masks. Yeah. Um, so, hey. <laughs> so, you heard Not it here first, it. folks. Start hoarding food and foils. Yeah. <laughs> the apocalypse is coming, and you're going to be the one out there in the water. <laughs> um. Oh no, buddy Questions? just said, I'm looking right now. Buddy just said that he just tried his first foil out and just landed on his foil and almost got hurt. Oh um, no. <laughs> uh, foil feed writes hey. in, um, he changes fuselage lengths on some of his foils. How does he know if he needs to change the length or if it's at the optimal length? Um, I don't know. <laughs> if you go, <laughs> if you go, if you go too short, you'll you'll have trouble riding it. Um, he, to get a to get a good feel of what too short is, just take the tailwing off, try it like that. And if it's too if if you go short and it's too close to that feel, you you got to start <laughs> uh, lengthening it back up again. Um, but uh, it seems like around fifty centimeters is as short as the Armstrong guys want to go. Um, it, it really depends on the front wing, like, uh, uh, like the Armstrong has their, their foil section. They use this really close to a, a flying wing or a hang glider mm -hmm. and th those don't have tail wings. So the, the, the section they use is actually really pitch stable and has a lower pitching moment. So, so as you speed up, it doesn't want to pitch down as much as something like a, like a albatross or a hyper would interesting um, is that because of the like swept wings or the partly but yeah a lot of it I, I i got an okay look at their foil section it looks pretty close to a um what's it called uh, flying wing section 
um, not fully, but yeah. And how does that Closer. look? Is the, is the wide point or the thick part the, the farther thick back? Points, no, the thick point's really far forwards. It's really far forward. Yeah. And uh, behind the thick point, like from the thick point to the trailing edge is really straight. Okay. Um, and then the bottom surface doesn't have any nice concave in it. Gotcha. It's kind of just rounded. So, yeah. Uh, but here, it works well. Here's something I wanted to ask Cliffy, but I'll ask you. Mm -hmm. If you look at all the Union signature stuff on the bottom of the of the of the foil, right? Yeah. So, right, probably two. I don't know, uh, an inch and a half back from the trailing edge, you get mm -hmm. like a little divot almost, right? Where it kind of there's the foil section that it almost comes in and then comes back out. You know what I'm talking about? Um, where it kind of like thins out, but it thins out on the bottom section, almost gets like a little hollow. Oh, from like a little bit back from the trailing edge, a little bit back from the trailing edge on the bottom of the foil. Yeah. Is that on, that's on the, uh, uh or vortex or stealth, right? It's on both. You're talking it's, about on both. It's on the albatross too. Really? Yep. On, and I just, on the 190? Uh, yep. And I think on the 250 as well. I didn't notice that on the 250. I thought he didn't use a any kind of under-cambered profile. I'm going to check it out later. But what does that do for you? Um, I wonder if that's the secret sauce. The part of the it gives you sauce. gives you a little more lift in exchange for um, you know a higher pitching moment. Um, oh really? Yeah. So maybe that's why when we're speeding <clears throat> the, up, you're feeling that a little bit more on those foils. Yeah, the the albatross are, are hypers are pretty dang pitchy yeah they are just with that short cord and a little thicker section um high 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 uh, i think it's like three ish percent camber so close to that um yeah they're they're pitchier and, and you need a you ride them generally ride them with a bigger tail um but yeah it's kind of just a little extra free lift as cliff says uh, in exchange for extra pitching moment. Interesting. Uh, um, <laughs> Glenel Ocean Baby says, "Did you find your Mavic Mini?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, Actually, that's that's that was a crazy coincidence. So the day after I lost it, um, my dad went out there with the snorkel mask, and he was going to go and in the stand-up board, and he was going to paddle out and go search for it. Right? He paddles out. And I think Alex Aguera and, and Dave Kalama were out there with a few other guys. And he's like, hey, uh, if you guys see a, uh, a little drone, um, let me know. He said Alex looked down and saw, and found it. <laughs> That's insane. He just looked down. <laughs> so we got pretty lucky with that. Are you going to be able to fix it? Um, I think I'll be able to get a new one because if I, I think – it wasn't my fault that it crashed. Oh, there um, you go. Looking back at the flight logs, you know, I, it was going down and I had the throttle pinned. So that's pretty good proof that it seems like that it wasn't my fault. Um, it seemed like maybe a GPS error or something weird. Just dry it out and say it just stopped working. <laughs> but no, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna download the flight log and send it yeah. off to DJI and and pray that they give me a new one. They should. Yeah, I heard they're pretty good with that. Yeah. Um, and he, but and less, 
lesson learned just don't fly too low <laughs> We we were filming the progression, uh, the conversations movie, and Kalama mm-hmm. was down. This was five years ago, I want to say, in Costa Rica. Colin yeah. Phillips was there, and our first session out, we were flying a drone, filming the session, and uh, Buddy was flying too low and came over like the top of a wave, and the offshore spray hit the drone. Oh no! Lost it like twenty minutes in. That's the worst. It was terrible. Uh, and Glenel also, Ocean Baby also wants to know what's the first foil you're going to put back in the water? And Ooh. Okay. Um, I'm going to say huh, either Stealth 200 um, or I'm going to, I'm really excited to test um, Ono Foil. Daniel Ono Foil has been I'm working on this new Talon line of wings. They look sick. It's a it's a high aspect gull wing, and I, I think that'll be like the the perfect foil for me to get back into into foiling with because you know it'll be able to pump uh, pump really well because of the aspect ratio and and he's working super hard on making it extremely efficient. Um, but also that that gull will give me just enough kind of carve and maneuverability that that it's still um, good fun in the waves. Yeah, I'm really stoked on what he's doing. Um, Daniel hooked me up with a 225 that mm-hmm. I've ridden only a couple times now. Um, the mask yeah, had that... a little bit extra. There was like a he's stiffening up a mask for me. I'm a I'm a okay. bigger dude that has been riding. It was a little bit of flex and it was hard to feel some stuff, but I really like the foil okay. and can't wait to uh, to try some of the new shapes coming out. So, oh man, yeah, the new shapes. Um... Yeah, he's 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 got some new foil sections, and he's going he's going thinner, and they should be really sick. Yeah, and I just love like how stoked he is on the whole thing too, man. It's so mm-hmm. good, it's so fun yeah. to still have, you know, like guys like that mm-hmm. jamming on everything. All right, I'll so, give yeah. I'll give you one more. Awesome. This is a softball from Conroy. He was on the show. We talked flow. Okay. A long time ago. And he wants to know what your favorite overall setup is and why. Favorite setup would probably be the setup I ride 90 or 95% of the time. And that's my 4.2 with um, my 14-inch tail and the Stealth 175. That's, that's pretty much winging or in the surf, I ride that 90% of the time why second part um why mm-hmm. it's just enough wing to get me like four waves and it turns as hard as anything i've ever ridden so <laughs> um it's yeah it's just a ridiculous amount of fun to ride um and you know going so far going to any other wing you kind of sacrifice in, in one part but i'm excited to try something like the stealth or vortex 150 um that might change my my perfect setup um yeah my son has the 150 and i tow on it some it's a Mm -hmm. it's pretty incredible it's it's pretty incredible it feels like a a 6-1 bladed out shortboard to me where like the stealth 200 kind of feels like a lost rocket 5-9 okay um that but it's amazing it's amazing i'm excited to get on it um Right on, man. Um, cool. 
Any thoughts no. you want to leave us with, Kane? Thanks again for all the time, dude. This is rad. Thoughts? Well, um, look out for for those rumored signature tail wings, and and um, uh, excited to get that Neil Pride thing going, and and um, yeah, excited to get back in the water too. Yeah. Well, good luck with the recovery, man. I'm stoked it's all going well. Yeah. For thank you. you. Um, yeah, man. Um, yeah. Super happy. I know I didn't read a couple of them, but there was a few folks in there that were talking about how excited they are for you to get back in the water. <laughs> um, well, right, right now the Mali boys are going insane. Um, I'm taking, I'm taking notes. How, how hard is it sitting on the sidelines watching and the progression is happening so fast and you're oh, it's, not it's there? It's crazy. Um, some of the, a lot of the go, GoFoil guys here are, are getting on the GL uh, 120 and just absolutely crushing it. Um, if you look at uh, this local lifeguard, Donovan, I just saw his stuff. Insane videos. I was just, yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right on. Well, uh, you can find Kane at, at Katie Maui on Instagram. If you don't already, go do that right away. And anything else? One, one more thing. Um, everyone, go head over to Foil Feed. Mm. Oh, a, yeah. We I'm a moderator over there. Um, really, really great website. And I'd, I, I don't know, always looking for interesting questions. And, and there's some great discussions on there. Yeah. And also foil feed has the buy and sell, which I think is going to be really important yeah. for all of us as I mean, buying gear is about the best thing. And if there's a, a good market where we can trade gear, it becomes less expensive for all of us. So mm -hmm. I think if everybody kind of starts to support that, you know, buy sell page, uh, it's going to help all of us as we trade up and uh, more people get in, in into the sport. So I think that's going to add lots of value along with the forum and all the other stuff. Um, yeah. You know, one thing that Kane did was he talked about the tip on how to balance the foil. We talked about it on a little bit on this show, but on the first show, he actually wrote a blog post on it at foil feed. So if you were a little uncertain, I've probably had 30 people send me a note asking exactly how you do that. And now I've just mm -hmm. started directing everyone to foil feed. Um, yeah. So it's the best the, thing. The, the other thing with that is if anyone has like really detailed questions that they would DM me for, throw it up on the website. Yeah. Um, so everyone can see the answer. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. Cause then we can kind of like what the, what the podcast does is a, I could be having these conversations privately, but it's much better to have them publicly because it helps everybody. So if you have those questions, put them on foil feed, Kane can respond and then everybody can learn from it. So that's, that's awesome. a great point. Yeah. All right. Awesome, man. Well, well uh, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks again. As always, Kane, this was awesome. <laughs>